Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Colin. And I'm Notch. This week, the loons say bye. EPL says hello. Hello, hello. I don't know why you say goodbye. I say Polino. So this week, we finally got to hear the first episode of The Totally Show with James Richardson, which is the branch-off show from Football Weekly. James Richardson and Ian McIntosh quit. Guardian Football Weekly went off and made their own show. Drama and scenes within the soccer podcasting community. You guys last week already said that, you know, you all, when you all broke off and made your own show, it'd be uh, for Miami FC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where the money is. Okay, so you're still, still thinking that's going to be your break-off option. At this point, it's seeming the most feasible. Okay. Um, Hmm. We'll we'll see how conditions play out over the next uh, couple of years, but yeah, the Darbo the Harbor Buck, sorry, is is falling in uh-huh. value, and the silver dollar is rising. So Bitcoin is better than both of those, I hear. So do they fund podcasts or? I don't know. You can find out. Okay. Let me know. I mean, I've already made it clear on this podcast in in the past that I tried to make a breakaway Star Trek Voyager podcast, which I still have five episodes that I need to go and edit uh we haven't put them out we just kind of stopped because i got too busy because you know i something i do on tuesday nights for a really long time kind of takes up all my time and then i don't have time for other podcasts so uh you know it's it, my, my breakaway didn't wasn't as successful so. i mean if you want we can start doing star trek slash soccer podcast like right. just <laughs> meld it together i'll be lost for half of it but i mean yeah i mean yeah. it would it would well, basically we, be like the todd glass episode of you talking to you two to me where they make him say things about Stained, and he hadn't ever listened to that one Stained album. No, I think what we can do is quarter the episode soccer, which all three of us understand. Then there's Star Trek, which maybe Colin and I get. Then you guys can talk about music, which I'm totally out of the loop of. Mm -hmm. And then two of us can talk about Game of Thrones, which Colin doesn't get. So So our new podcast is going to be five and a half hours long. (laughs) Which, speaking of... That's listening at 1.5 speed, so... Right, okay, yeah, 1.5 speed, five hours... And speaking of which, we are at risk of having a five-hour-long episode today on 1.0 speed because there is a lot of soccer to talk about. EPL started back up, you have some Champions League and this and that. I'm like, whoa, soccer world, slow down. I need less of your matches, less soccer to talk about. Uh, think of our podcast and how much we have to cover. So You know who was thinking of our podcast and who? how much we need to cover? Minnesota United. Oh, yes. And we talk about them in a segment that we call Loon Monitoring. Unfortunately, this week there isn't much to talk about because Evan UFC had a bye week. They... Well, they didn't necessarily have a bye week. They had a, oh, shoot, they're not finished building Megatron's butthole yet. Right. We were supposed to play Atlanta. I was supposed to be there and then, I mean, turn into a bye week. So anyway, what, what did... Uh, did Minnesota United do, which is, besides, you know, not losing, um, which I is think, something we should celebrate. Yeah, as a result of that, uh, it's probably the best week in Minnesota United's MLS history. Uh, I mean, beyond that, nothing I, I else. Made a, I made a scarf commemorating this week, you know. No, no losses, <laughs> like, hold it up at the games, anyway. Yeah, but, I, honestly, like, this was the slowest week. Eden Finley in, got engaged. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good for him. Yeah, right. that was Kudos, cute. Finley. You know, start listening to the podcast, then we'll we'll talk. You know, yeah. he he goes home and he tells his fiance like, "Hey, honey, I'm moving to the worst team in the league." Uh, by the way, do you want to get married? And like, she was like, just... "DC?" <laughs> no, no, Minnesota. Whoa. Oh, it's not so bad. That is true. At the end of this week's games that we're going to talk about, Minnesota United are the second worst team in the league at the moment, tied for six games, one with four other teams: Colorado, LA, and DC. But my mistake, three other teams. With uh, Colorado having a game in hand on LA and Minnesota, who have a game in hand on DC, who have played 24 games and have a 0.79 points per game. <sighs> Remember when we scored four goals on them? Right, it's not so long true. Ago. I mean, I'd say yeah. that they deserve to have their stadium demolished for how badly they're playing, but that's going to happen anyway. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, with that, let's move into a segment that we call the major listing service. First off, we saw a short list of cities for the joint World Cup bid that was released, correct? Yeah, um, Minneapolis is on it along with, I believe, 44 other U.S. cities. 
So like all of them. <laughs> yeah. Like Birmingham, Alabama is on there. Welcome to Glorious Wichita, Kansas. And like World Cup <laughs> fever. Cameroon versus New Zealand. Have fun, guys. Where is this place? Yeah, so go, go go check this out if you want to take a look. Um, there was an, I believe, Minnesota United pointed out in an interview with Dr. Bill McGuire where he talked about the potential of Minneapolis hosting a game. So uh, my understanding was if they if the World Cup does come here, it'd probably be at U.S. Bank, but who knows? Yeah, yeah U.S. Bank is yeah. listed as it's, the venue. It is listed, yeah. So... But maybe by then, U.S. Bank will have fallen into ruin once everyone realizes that American football causes concussions, the, and then the Vikings go out of business. Or then, once the birds, you know, organize and fight back against the U.S. Bank. Yeah. <laughs> we just have Planet of the Apes in, in Bird Wars. <laughs> or just birds. Cities. The movie Birds. birds. <laughs> oh, gosh. That one needs a reboot, I think. You know, we've had Planet of the Apes. You know, so many they did it. It was a kid-style movie. It was an Angry Birds movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Next you're going to tell me the Emoji movie was actually like something about typewriters uh, in the 20s, a silent film. It was rebooted. That was Citizen Kane. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Let's keep Rosebud is the shit. Yep. Uh, the there was some end of transfer window madness with first off, DC United making a record transfer for their franchise history. Uh Paul or Paul Ariola comes in from Tijuana. Damn it. Killer. Get your mind out of the gutter, sir. Um, so it comes in from um, Solos Tijuana. Three to three and a half million for the deal. Also, $500,000 in allocation money goes to LA Galaxy for the player rights because MLS. Yeah, didn't they also sign uh, Zoltan? You know, like from yeah. Dude Wears My Card, the like the fictional deity of the. Deity? Yeah, yes. yeah of, of the um, bubble wrap people. <laughs> That was such an odd movie, looking back on it. It really was. Yeah. Also, Russell Crowe's in here? Uh, no, uh, Russell Canoose. <laughs> you canoose where? <laughs> uh, I bet they can use some more signings even after these three guys. <laughs> yeah, especially because they uh, sent out like five players. <laughs> Rev signed Christian Nemeth, for, who is on the Hungarian national team from Algarafa. After trading the top allocation spot for 350k, also um, another previous played for, previously played for Kansas City yes. in their playoff run that, where they lost to I think Portland in that amazing game with so many penalties. Also worth noting that his Hungarian team national team teammate Nemanja Nikolic of the Chicago Fire has announced that he will not go and play for Hungary in their upcoming World Cup qualifiers, at least the next two. Which Hungary is pretty doing pretty badly in their UEFA qualification group but their their game is against I think the next one is Latvia and then Portugal so pretty big time for Nicholas to say no to the Hungarian national team yeah I mean Latvia maybe they have more of a shot at winning I'd say Portugal they probably don't yeah they're probably not going to make it out of the group but if I was I mean he's a backup striker but still I, w- I would be mad if if a guy on my team decided to stay with a, a club instead of coming in for World Cup qualification. Kind of like Jordan Morris saying no to the U.S. to continue playing for Seattle. Dylan Bowers, he's on the move as well. Yeah, um, Luis Gill and 100000 in TAM is what it costs for uh, Dylan Bowers, apparently. Um, he is on his way to Orlando. Um, Colorado is getting Gill and TAM. <laughs> well, Which, uh, honestly, by the way, so much allocation money that probably didn't need to be traded. Actually, went uh, through in this window. Gil and Tam is the pub we're going to later. So, <laughs> I think there was also really like awkward. there was a yeah. trade that didn't involve any players. It was like an international spot for some allocation money that one of the teams did. I can't remember exactly what yeah. it was, but and there was also um, San Jose trading for a slab of ribs. <laughs> okay. No, no, seriously, look really? that up. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they, but that's funny. They had to pay allocation sauce for it, but okay. All right, Seattle beats Sporting Kansas City in the first of the weekend's games. They beat them one nil. Clint Scorzy, Mr. Dempsey, he's got six goals in five games. That's his fiftieth goal in MLS. Um, you look so excited to announce that, Caleb. I mean, it's about time. Come on, Clint. <laughs> Jeez, Mr. Only unimpressed. fifty goals for Seattle. Uh, Lamar Neagle played his first game for Seattle again because this is the, the fourth, fourth of his stints yeah. at Seattle. Uh, I think he's got a problem. He keeps coming back to her. 
Just put down the phone, Neagle. We said no contact. Come on. Just can move quit on. you. <laughs> Although, I mean, like, it's kind of surprising, though. Like, maybe there's some insomnia issues with him. Is um, any sleepless? Yeah. In Seattle. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about. SKC were better at passing in possession, but Seattle made more happen with shots and obviously won the game. Another team that won the game was Toronto FC, who beat Portland 4 1. All these goals coming in the second half, really dull first half for both teams. Um, and Toronto just turned it on in the second half. Marla, their left wing back, had a brace. Um, Adi was injured for uh, that injured for Portland, unfortunately. Um, honestly, Portland's probably the better team before Toronto just switches to turns up to eleven, so to speak. Before they won, before they won, yeah. yes, okay. Uh, uh, Valeri got consolation goal for Portland. Yeah, Columbus beat Chicago three one. Chicago in crisis. They have only one win in five games, three losses, one draw. They're six point adrift of the supporter shield after. Toronto FC who are in the lead. One thing to note about those games, um, all of those drop points have been on the road. Mm, home sweet home for Chicago, apparently. Sweet home Chicago? The song? Is, Dude, is it? It, it, they, they play in Bridgeview. That's true. Sweet home Bridgeview. No, it doesn't work. Yeah, it no, really it doesn't. doesn't. No. Also, you, could, you could substitute sweet home Alabama's Alabama for Bridgeview. It's not the same. Sweet though. home bridge view. Nah, See, that doesn't parse. That doesn't parse. Bridge view, the worst place to call home. You heard it here first, people. Yeah. This game was level until the 79th minute, 1-1, when Justin Murren put Columbus ahead, and their second came soon after, or I should say the third came soon after on a penalty. 1,000th goal for Columbus in franchise history. It was scored by Justin Murren. He the, That first goal for him was a perfect cross, slotted in from close range. He almost got a second and a breakaway, but uh, shot it just wide. I think Justin Miram is good, guys. Yeah, uh, he's he's a solid player. It, it kind of makes sense that they would decide, hey, maybe they can get rid of Ethan Finley. Exactly. New York Red Bulls, three, Orlando, one. Carlos Rivas. Actually scored a goal. Yeah, Which shocker. is weird because he kicked it straight at Luis Robles and just went in. <laughs> <laughs> Robles was like, eh, I can't believe this is happening. This cannot be a shot. Rivas cannot be shooting a ball. Let's let's just uh, stop. He probably it. was about to kick it like, wide and just like sneezed and like, jerked towards the goal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, own goal equalizer for the Red Bulls after that Rivas goal. BWP uh Stores is a second for New York Red Bulls. And almost stores like the greatest goal of MLS history with a bicycle kick from outside the box that almost went in. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, not only that, that, it almost went in exact upper 90. It hit on the corner of the you post and the crossbar. It didn't go in. Bloody Still hell. goal of the year. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daniel Royer has had an injury in the game versus New York City FC and is week to week for the Red Bulls. So Alex Mule started in his place. He missed two shots, but... That BWP goal, Mule had the assist. Arguably the most important incident, though, in this game happening towards the end, where there was a confrontation between two players, which resulted in an even larger kind of scrum with all the Red Bulls and New York City FC players, where Kaka decided, hey, that's my buddy Aurelian Colin. Let me rub his face a bunch from behind while he's not looking. That's what I would do to Aurelian Colin, I guess. Like, like if he's standing over a sink and he's got a muddy face, you help him like clean it off with like soap, but not on the pitch in front of like thousands of people, and especially not yeah, not in front of a ref that doesn't understand friendship. No, see that was incitement. If you didn't know the two of them were friends or that it was a friendly gesture, like seeing an opposition player come and like wipe himself, like you know his hands on your 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 defender's face. Yeah, it was a dumb move by Kaká. He should yeah. know him better. Yeah. I don't, and, I don't care if they're friends. Don't do that when the game is going on. Right. Come up to me after the game and say, hey, how's it going? Catch up then. Don't rub your... From behind and pull his head back. Straight and red for Sure, Kaká. they were smiling and like laughing about it, but still, don't do that. That's no. the right call by the ref. Um, it was uh, called after a VAR review. Yep. Um, Took about a minute and a half to get the VAR yeah. decision. By the book, should have been red, and it was red. FC Jump Dallas out. had a very dull game versus Colorado. The game ending nil-nil. Dallas finally figured out their defense, huh? Yeah, I mean, you tend to do that when you play Colorado. <laughs> 
And Rudy got another goal called offside by VAR. So the greatest rivalries in soccer of our time. Pelé versus Maradona. Messi versus Ronaldo. Rudy and VAR. I'm just admitting it. They're, they're going to be making shirts of these two guys. I can't wait for like the third act when Rudy... like. Scores a goal and VR like tries to overturn it but doesn't like just doesn't do it doesn't have enough evidence. It's like, yes, <laughs> victory and like yeah. I I personally can't wait for the fourth act of it where Rudy just fires a cross directly at the screen and breaks it. <laughs> it it's like that uh, the the 1984 commercial for Mac where the, the like lady throws the like hammer and like the screen bursts and all the people go crazy and mm-hmm. yeah okay everyone is very happy and then, and yeah. free. then the VR can't review that play to give him a red because it it's can't dead. it shatters yeah. yeah no wins in three for Dallas and they're scoreless in those games but Colorado are the team that made the change firing. Everyone's favorite Pablo, Mr. Mastroini. Actually, my favorite Pablo is Pablo Sanchez from the Backyard Sports series. So oh, okay. he was wow. Um, that that was like a, a setup for a Pablo Campos, but no, nah, man, Pablo Sanchez. Every sport, no okay. amazing. All right, true. New England Revolution beat Vancouver Whitecaps. Did you, did you notice what I did? That Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, I. I, I I got it. Are you Elmer Fudd? Is that what you're doing? No, I'm oh, just okay. Indian. So yeah, they beat they beat Vancouver one nil. Bunbury got a goal. Everyone's favorite Minnesotan playing for New England. Uh, perfect ball by Kellen Rowe, who definitely impressed during the Gold Cup group stages. Laid it perfectly for Teal Bunbury. All, all he had to do was basically had to have his foot out and beat the ball. This was the first Whitecaps start for their goalkeeper, Stefan Marinovic, who is a New Zealand international, came to this team this year. Unfortunately, he had a goal blasted past him, as you said, but uh, nothing you could really get done on that no. one. Yeah, not not so much. Um, unfortunately for Vancouver as well, uh, Matthias Laba went down, um, basically knee crumpled into the artificial turf. Um, mm. Scans revealed he's got a torn ACL and is going to be out for the year. And New England got a clean sheet in this one. Even in a clean sheet, Cody Carpet is something to make us believe he's not that great. Um, he out of cross, he goes for a ball and I th- fell I over do think and that hit he's... his head. No, it was a shot. Yeah, misses the ball. The ball completely hits it off the crossbar and out. He falls over and like bangs his side of his head on the post. I mean, that might be why he was he okay. Did well, so yeah, yeah. Like maybe when he fell in, it knocked out like a bunch of like spider webs that were <laughs> inside his brain, and like now he can finally see the ball clearly. Okay, all right. I believe that's the way it works according to medical journals. Philadelphia Union lost three nil against Montreal in and, Philadelphia, and two of those goals from Montreal came after the 90th minute. Um, Jamir Kwai is making beautiful, sweet, sweet music in MLS right now. Arguably, his and MLS career better than his music career. If yeah, Montreal's goal song isn't virtual insanity. They're doing it wrong. True enough. Yeah, I mean, you could say that he's opened up some canned heat lately. Uh-huh. Oh, well done. He's been on fire. Well um, done. Learn yeah. Jamaili scoring two in this game. And the first was a nice smack taken from the top of the box. Second was a penalty after being kicked by goalkeeper John McCarthy, who looks like an old-timey football player with a scrum cap. Have you guys noticed? Yeah, yeah very much so. Yeah, and, uh, and American certainly... Petter Crouch. Yeah. Yeah. Not Petter Crouch. Petter Chat. Yeah. So, yes. I was going to say. Like, yeah. Mm. I was like, uh, we'll see how long it Peter takes. Peter Crouch does look that. like an old-timey guy, though. Hey, put him, up, put him up. Put him up. Because he played back then. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. Uh, brother of Caleb's favorite Liverpool player, Vinaldum, hits the post. Yeah. That's Philip Coutinho's brother? Weird. He plays for Barca, though, doesn't he? No! Not yet! (laughs) No! Uh, uh, Philly had one shot more than Montreal, but only two shots on goal while Montreal had uh, seven. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty obviously why they lost. Houston Dynamo getting three against San Jose, who had no answer. Um, Kuwait only had three shots on goal the entire game and had a lot of trouble breaking down Dynamo defense and Dynamo with a quick counter-attacking really opened up the uh, San Jose defense. Um, Tupo Torres, however, missed another penalty. He's had, what, two, three they saved this year? It's just... Maybe it's time maybe for him not Monotis to be taking should those. be taking them. Monotis yeah. took them all. Torres was injured and on international duty, so maybe Monotis should step back in there and take the penalties for Houston. Yeah, one thing also to note about San Jose, at least... I counted multiple shots by people that were clearly in on goal 
sailing over the bar. Like, right. It, that was the main reason that San Jose lost because they did put up a pretty solid performance. Interestingly, kind of later goals for Houston as well. Interestingly, the the Torres penalty, the foul that caused it, Andres Imperial was shown a red card, but then it was knocked back to a yellow. I don't remember too many occasions on which that has happened. LA Galaxy had no response to two goals. New York City FC put past them at StubHub Center, now home of the LA Chargers. Millions in renovations coming to StubHub. Paid for by the Chargers with uh, no cost to the Galaxy. New enlarged press box, more seats, more portajons that they're important. They, they, they specified these will not feel like temporary toilets. They will feel like something else. Permanent toilets? I don't know. What the- <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't really go into a portajon and feel around in it. Like, that's the last thing I want. You want to do. get in, get out. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> no having a four-course meal in there. So, so I mean, people are very worried with NFL coming to StubHub and. Uh, but for the Galaxy, I think, you know, they'll have to deal with some screwed up pitches for part of their season after the Chargers play. But they get this massive improvement to their stadium for no money. So that's pretty good. With the game, uh, Sean Johnson had an amazing game for New York to the FC. Um, definitely keeping them in it early while LA was peppering the goal. And definitely with some great saves at the end to to stop the LA rush. Um, luckily, one of those players that Sean Johnson was playing was Jesse Zardes. Which, Why? Exactly. I mean, I think by this point now we need to start our a little sub-segment every time we have the major listening service, which is sub-segment called Why is Jesse's Artist? Famous West Burdine tweet. In this game, he failed to score on four shots with one that even managed to hit the target. Uh, and Kevin Baxter on Twitter saying that when Siggy Schmidt was asked what was missing that night, he said a center forward, and of Jesse Zardes's play, he said, quote, it wasn't enough, much like Jesse Zardes himself. NYCFC second in the run for the Supporters' Shield. They are four points behind number one Toronto FC. Great goals by them in this game. Go watch the highlights. Yeah, Jonathan Lewis, fantastic curler from just inside the box. And David Villa falling over and scores a quite nice goal. It's ridiculous, man. That that dude, like he can make goals from nothing. And it's, I feel like it's pointless to play in the league where he's on the opposition side. It's so unfair. Uh, well, anyway, DC got beat 1-0 by Real Salt Lake with Mike freaking Petke, which now they have a scarf that says Mike freaking Petke. That's awesome. I want that scarf. You can buy it. Hand them out. Hand them out. Yeah, hand them out. Hand, hand out <laughs> the scarves, guys. We were going to make more scarves, but the the, mach- the scarf this machine is, broke. Yeah. It's just a picture of the scarf on paper. I don't want this. that would be pretty funny if like people went to buy the scarf and they just mailed you a picture (laughs) i was like this is what mike would have done so Uh, but anyway this game was actually abandoned on saturday because there was a torrential downpour and a flood that resulted in three and a half feet of water in the team tunnel which uh you know rfk usually has about two feet of water but three and a half a little too much yeah that 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 gets a little excessive i mean I'm really concerned about the raccoon. Like, like. <laughs> There's a video uh, of the refs on Saturday testing out the pitch, and one of them like holds it up above his head, drops the ball, and just stays there. It just and then tries doesn't, to, move, doesn't yeah. bounce, and they try to kick it as hard as it goes like one inch and just stops. I'm like, you probably can't play on this pitch. No, 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 no. no. So we also had um, in in this game Jeffrey. He broke his own goal-scoring streak. Yeah, really sad day for him. I thought he'd keep it going, but uh, no own goal for Jeffrey this week for DC. We'll, we'll let they you know lost, next time he scores yeah. no own goals. We will, we will let you know. Um, DC and LA have both had one win since the end of May. You noticed this, right, Colin? Yeah, not only that, it happened for each of them on the same day. Conspiracy. <laughs> Do you think we, we'll, we'll finish with more wins than these two teams? Um, um, Grant Wall. <laughs> Uh, no. Okay. I I I doubt it too. Will Will uh, it I be can, Will it be good for us? I would be happy if we did. I would okay. love to see also, more I wins than like LA Galaxy. A high super draft pick. This yeah, year, that too. So that'd be nice. I mean, I don't know. I would prefer to. I'll take the moral victory over the draft pick. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, I guess that's not on the cards either because Atlanta is going to finish higher than us. Boo. Okay, let's move on to a segment we call The Pyramid Scheme where we talk about the rest of the U.S. soccer pyramid beyond MLS. First up, USOC News, U.S. Open Cup. SKC defeated San Jose on penalties. The regular uh, time ended with 1-1 on the score sheet. SKC wins 5-4 on pens. And the promising start for FC Cincinnati, up to nothing, ended up losing two to three against New York in extra time. Classic um, lower division club playing an MLS club, where uh, uh, the way the game goes, because you know they score the early goals, all the momentum seems to be on their side. But you know it's been said before that typically MLS players have a little bit more in the tank. Yeah, uh, we say about well, the seventieth minute or so. Uh, New York Bowl goals, 75th, 78th, 101st. Yep. Uh, two of those goals from BWP. Well, he's he's pretty good, isn't he? That uh, Mr. Wright Phillips. So, so they say. So Mitch they say. says, yes, you can score three goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, in news from uh, the other leagues, you had the uh, supporters group for promotion and relegation coming out saying, we support the lawsuit filed by Miami FP and Kingston Stockade. That, that's how I imagine the spokesperson for supporters group. It's like they're in the room with us. Right? I mean, this I is... I can hear the tinfoil crinkling. What is the over-under on that guy wearing a fedora while making the statement, too? You know? Over-under? I, I Either... Either there's a fedora or there's, or there's not. not. Like, this is... One half fedora is the over or under <laughs> half a fedora. I think it's over. Definitely or over. maybe he's such a douchebag that he's wearing multiple fedoras. <laughs> it's, it's half a fedora and half a baseball cap, like that guy who wore a Messi slash Ronaldo double jersey. Oh, worst <laughs> no. shirt ever. Best shirt ever. We'll talk about later, though. The United Soccer League has announced two new-ish teams for next year. So, new team coming in 2018 is going to be in Las Vegas. Um, they're gonna that play... seems like a gamble, guys. Hey, I'm going to be here all night before my act moves to LA because everyone here is sick of it. You're going to be here all night because you live here. Oh, yeah. Damn it, don't remind me. <laughs> Anyway, um, so former MLS Senior Council Orlando City exec is going to be running the team. Um, they are going to play Cashman Field in downtown. Which wait, 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 wait. Yeah. LA, I mean Las Vegas' team is going to play in a field called Cashman Field. No, it's Cash Man Field. <laughs> I guess was, when the chips are down, they're going to be doing well there. It's actually uh, oh. sponsored by Randy Moss. They but they wouldn't do straight cash homie field. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear the He's I hear the head. traffic there is so bad that uh, whether you get there on time is like playing the slots. Hey, what up, y'all? I'm gonna be here all night. Tipper waitresses, I guess. Um, so, in in non new team news, kind of sort of, um, apparently there's gonna be a team in Austin again. Not the Aztecs, though. At least they didn't use that name in the release. Not Not yet. Yeah. Which the Austin Aztecs had gone on hiatus, uh, I think, what, two years ago? Yeah. I um, exactly when. Yeah, for the 2015 season, I think. And Um, that was the second hiatus they'd taken. And I think the the second one was precipitated by a field flooding. Yeah. uh, Basically, their stadium was flooded out and the cost for repairs and renovations was going to be too high. So they uh, just... Didn't do it, I guess. Um, but now um, the guy who runs the Circuit of the Americas racetrack um, apparently purchased a controlling stake in whatever was left of the Austin Aztecs and is putting a modular stadium inside the racetrack. Okay, what about this? Every game that this team plays at home isn't actually a soccer game, but you go on the Circuit of the Americas like 10 players line up, five from each team with a ball at their feet, and then they got to go around the circuit multiple times, and the person who does it first wins. I think just came up with all of their halftime gimmick. <laughs> just right there. Except for that would be a really, really long halftime, because isn't that track like three ish miles, something like I don't that? Know. 
could be fun. You could even have another game happening on the other end of the track, you know, like, because it's so, like, there's no chance that they kind of lap each other. Wait, so. what about, um, like, what was that game that's kind of like Capture the Flag, except for you play it with softballs? Oh, like, I, I think it's that called Eagles. That sounds e- terrible. It, it's called Eagles Eggs, I think. It's like... Oh, like, you, you don't yeah. throw the softballs at people, you like... Well, you can throw the terrible. softball to get to the other side, but imagine Is that why the that. chicken crossed the road? Um, yeah, apparently. To get to the other side, anyway. It, it's <laughs> funny because yeah. because road and it's a racetrack. Right. I, I guess that's the joke. It is, it is. FC Cincinnati had a terrible week overall, uh, even before they finished this uh, UFS Open yeah, Cup game. They lost to, Louis, uh, Louis, <laughs> lost to Louisville uh, City. Yep. Their name is yep, yep. or United or maybe it's FC or SC. I don't care. It's the same At this thing. point, any team that you hear about, there's about a fifty percent chance it's named United. Uh, they played Louisville Wednesday, uh, <laughs> lost five nothing. Um, since it was reduced to ten men in the thirty-sixth minute, uh, Lute Spencer brought down the last man. Brought down the last and was the last man brought down someone from Louisville. Uh, Spencer then scores and gets two assists for Louisville. Wait, Great at least for him. At least there wasn't anybody to really see FC Cincinnati score this terrible, uh, you know. Um, actually, over 13,000 Louisville fans. <laughs> Club record attendance. Yes. Club record. <laughs> well done, Louisville. Miami beat Indy 11 in NASL 3-1. Two hundred dollars from Stefano Pino uh, earned him uh, the player of the week and earned Miami the win. It's it's funny how our, our old players continue to do pretty well in an ASL. And um, we also saw Jack Blake get a goal for Jacksonville this past week that was worth mentioning on a penalty, though. And looking at the fall season standings right now, North Carolina FC after three games in the lead with five, although tied with them are the San Francisco Deltas, who, hey, we're not having a crisis, guys. We just sold one of our best players, though, to Real Monarchs. Sold so Danny, Danny yeah. Cruz, former, another former loon, uh, for Danny Cruz to Salt. So like, uh, they're trying to write the ship, San Francisco. Um, hopefully they can and continue on to next year to NASL. But for a while there, was, was looking very unlikely that they would continue after this year. Their Another attendance did situation. go up. Their yeah. attendance did go up in By recent games. Quite a bit. Yeah. So we will see what happens with them. Let's now move into a segment we call The Sewer, where we talk about our Ninja Turtles national teams. What happened, guys? Um. So... The U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame voting results finally came out, and congratulations to Brianna Scurry. Minnesotan. Minnesotan, getting in along with, I believe he was on the Builders ballot, um, the longtime referee um, and now Fox commentator, uh, Joe Macknick. They will be the two inductees this year. Scurry, one of the most successful U.S. women's team goalkeepers. When was she in the World Cup winning squad? Ninety-nine, yeah, yes, right. 99. Okay. Injuries abroad for U.S. men's national team players as the team moves closer and closer to qualifying. Not good news. We mentioned last men. week that Yedlin is injured with a hamstring. Uh, still another one to two weeks out with that. Um, Kenny Saif, uh, who re- uh, tr- switched allegiances from Israel to USA before the U.S. Uh, Sorry, the Dole Cup um, is having issues coming out from her- hernia surgery, and then um, World Cup's savior and revelation in John Anthony Brooks, left the DFB Potal game for Wolfsburg with a thigh injury. No word on when he'll return. Eesh. Not good news. Camp starts in two weeks. <laughs> Eesh. Well, with that, we need to take a quick break. We shall return with soccer from the rest of this world and another bomb conspiracy theory just for you. So in the week that the English Premier League and other European leagues started back up, I want to ask you guys, what else did you start this past week? I can't say that I started my loathing for many people in this country, but (laughs) it it certainly uh, certainly came back up with a vengeance. Well, I started gardening. I, I am now a, a very terrible gardener. 
and uh, but it's 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 better than not a gardener because I have a garden and I need to take care of it. So if you know how to garden, help please before I do something wrong, like stab myself. With that's the opposite of what you want to do. Don't right. stab yourself. That's not. I hear bad gardeners. Do that's that. not the first re- rule of gardening. Just don't stab yourself. I think that's the first rule of most things, except <laughs> stabbing people. So well, even seven people, you don't yeah. want to stab yourself. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. True. yeah okay. you, you tend to become very ineffective at stabbing when you you know have been stabbed. Uh, okay, so so I started gardening. Where do you start, Caleb? Uh, <laughs> I started playing D anD. d Oh yes, yes, that's, that's great. I, uh, one of my buddies who was a season, uh, season ticket holder with United. Um, Dark Cloud. I like how he slipped in there. He's not weird, guys. He's really cool. I promise. <laughs> okay, he's cool. Um, he's in the SQ. He's uh, DMing and. Uh, it's me and three other guys are nice. two other guys are playing along. So it was a lot of fun. My first session. So looking forward to going back on Thursday and playing our next session. I love DND. Well, with that, we should move into our segment where we talk about English soccer called the pub, where we fly to England each week and hit up a new pub. Which one are we going to this week, guys? Actually, the Dylan Tam is closed. So we're going to oh, go to okay. the Rising Terrier, Terrier and Falling Lion. Jeez, I can't talk today. <laughs> well, uh, I just, before we start talking about the matches with EPL, I want to say that it's it's very hard for me to watch the English Premier League. You know, my friends always tell me that I should support the Premier League. It's a very popular league and, and I should do my part. But I can't watch a league with terrible defending like that. I need to watch a league that has good quality soccer. And I tried watching EPL and it just it just didn't do it for me, you know. I'd much rather... Watch, watch MLS. Terrible defending, you say. May I suggest <laughs> Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sad but true. The the English Premier League game started on Friday. For the first time ever, I think they had a Friday opener. Friday night lights. Right. Uh, Arsenal playing Leicester. And uh, winning the game 4-3. Totally bonkers game. Absolutely. It was fantastic. As a neutral, it was a fantastic game. A- as a Arsenal supporter, there were elements of that game that were absolutely terrible, and there were <laughs> elements that were absolutely euphoric. How far did um, you get into the Wenger out sign before they scored the winner? <laughs> you know, honestly, it's a good thing that I was working at the time and like just like halfway watching, because otherwise, the defending was terrible, and I, I can blame that primarily on not having Murdersacker or Kashalny in the lineup, but... If Arsenal attack like they did in this game, this is going to be a fun season to watch. It might be very, very sad for me, but it's going to be fun. Lacazette getting the first Premier League goal of 2017 in <laughs> two minutes. Yeah, less than two minutes. Scored as a debut. Took. A lot of a lot of players scored in their debut for the clubs this this uh, past weekend for EPL, mm-hmm. which is great to see. Vardy getting two in this game, and Giroud coming in as a substitute to get the winner. Super sub Olivier Giroud. I, mean, what, I think that's going to be. He might be the best super sub out there, just because everyone else would have somebody of his caliber. There playing, were probably. there were rumors of him leaving to get starting time elsewhere though because I mean he's a starter for France so yeah and I think both Wenger and Giroud himself um, basically said no he's going to be a at least a bit starter but you know he's going to be the spark plug sure but yeah great super sub to have that option on the bench that should be his role this year for Arsenal and if it continues to be his role this year barring injuries and all stuff like that they're going to be dangerous going forward Liverpool. Played Watford, well, and the game ended it's 3-3. <laughs> uh, how was this game, Caleb? Um, I, I think uh, I'm 80% sure that Michael Botsal and Demidov did a face-off switch with Joel Matip and uh, <laughs> Dejan Lovren, because what the fuck was that? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it was cataclysmic defending from Liverpool. Um, fantastic... Uh, play going forward, just terrible at the back. And I think Jamie Tartar said it best in the post game that one defender of Roger Van Dyke, who they've been chasing the entire transfer window, isn't going to fix this problem. Liverpool fans with Van Dyke have been saying something to the effect of, well, if he wants to go, he should go, and telling Southampton to release the player, let him leave. And now they find themselves on the other side of that with Felipe Coutinho, who Barca are chasing. He handed in his transfer request this past week. There were also social media posts of his image being taken off from the team store window, which obviously that happens every time there's a transfer. That's that's like mm-hmm. a, an official statement in itself. Um Nothing official yet. We thought it was official last week, but apparently Liverpool reject- rejected the bid. 
It post game comments from Jurgen Klopp sounded like he was sold, but now Barcelona have bought a player from China and are rumored to go after Christian Eriksen from Tottenham. Please, it's, please do that. Also, please do that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, there's not a whole lot to call and I agree on with EPL, but please just take Christian Eriksen away against a team that I don't cheer for. Has there been a Instagram post yet with him and another player or the other player like, Sikeda, he stays! Because that's apparently the when, when we know that the transfer is happening. It's yeah. a kiss of death right there. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's some great transfer memes from the last year. like, you know, Van Persie's, where does the little boy in him wants to play? You know, like Coutinho, was it Barca? Or does he have Barca DNA, much like uh, Mr. Fabregas back in the Arsenal days? <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for Philippe Coutinho to have, like, just a Barca shirt thrown over him, like, <laughs> somewhat against his will. Chelsea knocked in two goals, but Burnley had three. The first time the defending Premier League champions have had three goals scored against them in the opening match of the next season. And I think it's the first time they've lost in their home opener of next season, too. The, the champions, that is. Uh, Gary Cahill set off in the 14th minute for a red card. Um, right call by the ref. They didn't argue all day, but that, that was a dangerous tackle, put the safety of the, of the player at risk. Burnley somehow scored three goals, which with their offense from last season, what? Yeah, that, that <laughs> was nonsensical. Um, Ashley Barnes scored, uh, opened the scoring and then got another one, their third goal. Uh, great, just, I think Tortoc could have done better. In the first goal, definitely was caught off. But uh, 3-0 at halftime. Chelsea had had it all to do, and they could only do so much. Um, Alvaro Marada scores on his debut for Chelsea. David Luiz pulls one back. But after before the, the Luiz goal, Cesc Fabregas was sent off uh, for a second yellow. His first yellow was in the first half for a sarcastically clapping in the ref's face after a foul. It's not a good idea. And then uh, Almost second, like, mm. like wiping your hands on a friend <laughs> from the other team's face. <laughs> And uh, second yellow for just a, a clear foul. And uh, millions of fans from around the world enjoying some schadenfreude with Chelsea losing. Conte, he's probably gone, right? Now, I mean, like, five, oh, one, he's one game, be. he's like, Roman totally. Ibrahimovic. Totally like, gone. You guys not going to correct me this time? No. Abramovic? No, I, I would like to believe that Ibrahimovic has <laughs> taken over Chelsea in, like, a coup, and no one has noticed yet. <laughs> Um, and only you That's know. supposed to be in a different segment. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But City have beat Brighton 2-0. Huddersfield, America's team in the EPL, thanks to David Wagner, beating Palace <laughs> 3-0. And uh, the hype train itself, Everton, Hyperton, beat Stoke 1-0. Uh, the subheading on this match, old man scores header, people rejoice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's very, very accurate because Wayne Rooney... Oh, wait... How old is he now? Like, I know he's been around forever, but isn't he only like 32? Th- yeah. Time for a transfer to Minnesota United FC, I'd say. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Rooney to MNUFC. He's 31. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I reportedly signed uh, Dilfi Sigurdsson from Swansea for 45 million pounds. Didn't they say uh, 50? Medical tomorrow. Uh, you can't trust these teams anymore with, with the valuations that they send uh, when, when you're trying to sign one of their players. United beat George Michael 4-0. So, the greatest combined shirt that I've ever seen is somebody made a black Pogaku shirt, which has both <laughs> Pogba and Lukaku's numbers. Oh, Guess nice. what number that is? What? 69. 69. Oh, God, I hate you guys so much. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Chikorito before this game going on a massive run defending Carlos Villa MLS. It's fantastic. Go watch this Chikorito run. He basically comes out of the full-throated defense of MLS and players wanting to move there. I loved it. And then after the game, Chicharito was like, can I also move to MLS? <laughs> but seriously, Man United have looked so good in this game. I don't know if uh, George Michael just wasn't that great on the pitch, but... They looked so dangerous, so well worth all their goals, and Lukaku is going to be so dangerous for them. Yeah. I'm I'm frightened from Man yeah. United this year. Hopefully, yeah. Jose can mess it up for them. I hope so. Newcastle losing to Spurs 2-0. Uh, Kyle Walker, who was the right-back sold to Man City for £50 million, pounds, uh, was replaced by Tottenham by Kyle Walker-Peters. That's Which like, makes me think they just have a bunch of clones in like in the back room <laughs> waiting for 
when they sell Harry Kane and Deli Ali to Real Madrid and Barcelona respectively, just to watch out Harry Kane Peters and Deli Ali Peters and one Christian Eriksen Peters and just all these Peters watch out of Spurs. Is, are, are, you're just silent. Are you Notch? Is that you? Are you Notch Carnage Peters now? <laughs> Are you calling We've all been replaced now? by. There's no fucking way Zion. a clone of me would ever end up at Spurs. Let's just be real. <laughs> We're all just Cylons. With that, let's move into a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though. Where we talk about footballing news from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. First up, the Spanish Super Cup. Barca playing Real Madrid in the first leg and losing 3 1. Ronaldo scores a cannonball. Of a goal in this Yeah, um, super sub Cristiano Ronaldo um, comes in, scores, does the shirtless celebration and all that, and gets a yellow card, um, then gets booked for quote-unquote diving when it was actually a penalty. Let's just be honest about it. It, yeah. it, it should have been a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um Gets his second yellow, and then shoves the referee and earns himself a five-match ban. Well, one of those matches was for getting two yellow cards. The four matches was for shoving the referee. He also held up his shirt in a replay of Messi's celebration at Bernabeu of holding up his jersey, which, of course, as you said, was the first yellow card he got. But uh, the celebration was a redo. Barca have signed Paulinho, which some say that it was basically them chasing both Paul Diabala and Coutinho, and they just combined both transfers into one and got Paulinho from Guangzhou Evergrande in the Chinese Super League for 40 million euros. The fourth most expensive player to be bought by Barca behind Neymar. Uh, Suarez and Ibrahimovic, and now Polino is fourth. Like, what? It, Come on. It, I mean, th- there were some people from the Chinese Super League saying Polino is really good. He's in a different level in the Chinese league, and I, I, I mean, I can see him being a good Barca player, but he's not forty million good. So no, no. Um, it, I was almost sad that he left Tottenham when he did because of how bad he was for them. Yeah. So it's three times the fee that Guangzhou paid to Spurs to get him. And uh, so this is kind of crazy. We'll see what happens. PSG winning 3-0 against Guignomp. Um, some, uh, some guy named Nemer. <laughs> um, Junior. Yeah. <laughs> Nemer Junior um, apparently scored and got an assist for his PSG debut. So... Good for some guy, apparently. Fantastic. Champions League news now. A lot of games happened, but the one that was worth talking about on this podcast is Hoffenheim getting beat by Liverpool 2-1. Hoffenheim had an early penalty that was saved by Simon Mignolet because it was shot directly at him. Terrible terrible penalty, but, you know, I'll take it. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, the 18-year-old academy player, um, scores his first ever goal for Liverpool FC on a free kick to open the scoring. A wonderful moment for him. Hopefully he can score a lot more goals in the future. Um, James Milner added another one on there from a, kind of a weird angle. Crisis averted. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those of you who can't see what we just did, because we're on audio call and nearly spilled something. Yeah, it, it would have been tragic because this is a good Pilsner. It is. All right, keep going. Uh, Milner scored a great goal from a, a almost impossible angle into the side netting, far side netting, uh, deflected in off of a defender's chest, um, but still a great goal. You should go watch it. Um, then Hoffenheim pulled him back late. Uh, return leg is at Anfield. Um, bringing in two away goals. Should make it to the group stage. Uh, and this is a playoff play to get into the group stage. Loser goes to the Euro League. Yeesh. Well, with that, it's now time to jump into a segment we call the Reynolds Wrap-Up, where Colin takes a soccer conspiracy theory you know you've been thinking about and makes sense of it for you. So, as we mentioned earlier, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, received a five-match ban. I was remarkable. I I could not make sense of how stupid it was to shove the referee, but then it dawned on me. Now, Cristiano Ronaldo has had a little bit of a weird postseason, offseason. Um, you know, he's had kids, and then he's also um, been dealing with some tax evasion charges. So, 
when it turned out that he has another five matches off, it dawned on me that perhaps all of these things that he's been up to are him not really wanting to be at Real Madrid anymore. Hmm. There's he, There was a lot of rumors that he was looking for a new challenge and all that. I'm fairly certain that he shoved the referee to avoid spending more time for Real Madrid. And I think I know why. Okay, tell us. He's negotiating his transfer to Minnesota United. Oh, okay. Another uh, winger, though. Come on, like, come I mean, like, I, I know is enough, Manny. <laughs> I know, but hear me out. Maybe he can play as a little bit better of a number ten than Kevin Molino. I, I, I feel like know. he's got a little bit more of like that central side where you know, yeah, he drifts around and all that, but I, I think he might be a little bit better than Kevin Molino. I have to see to believe it. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that, that's a bit of a bombshell there, Colin. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to verify with my sources, but that that's the, the rumor that they were kind of pushing me towards. Oh, okay. All right, well, I think his ban would still apply if he was here, though. I guess he could negotiate while the five games happen. And then yeah, 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 and yeah. I mean, the tax evasion sense. shouldn't be a problem if our president invade taxes, he can. <laughs> All right, well, with that, I think it's time to end this week's episode. We will return next week. But before we, we sign off, let's have you guys tell the people where they can find you on Twitter. I'm at KOlson716. I'm also a writer for 55.1. Um, I am at The Attachment. I'm at TWO United Fans on Twitter. You can also find this podcast on 55. Dot one and other fine podcast providers everywhere. We do appreciate always you introducing new listeners to our show because we love having more of you chatting with us about feedback, what you liked in the episode, and such. Well, with that, it's time now to sign off. We did actually make it and finish this episode within an hour, like nice. we tend to. Yeah, we did it. We of- did it. <laughs> win for all of us. So goodbye, everybody. Have a great week. We will see you next Wednesday. Fuck off, Nazi punks. Free me, free me.